0: about that age cursing at the world through a lion's cage telling myself I was the victim young intuition always seemed to lead that way <laughs> tell me why every time I look in my eyes all of the things I've always hated in myself come alive I'm looking up and down feeling like a die all of the things I'm so I'm I feel inside Chapter fifteen. swoosh the bug fighter flew over once again seemed to pause then settled down toward the floor of the quarry. Bugfighters are the smallest of the Yerk ships. They aren't much bigger than a school bus. They have a cowled, insect-like look, except that on either side there are very long, serrated spears pointing forward. So they look a little like a cockroach holding two spears. The bugfighter landed as gently as a feather. I held my breath. Wait for it, Jake said. Wait for it. The hatch opened outstepped a hork controller. The Andalite prince, Axe's brother, had told us that the hork were a good, decent people who had been enslaved against their will by the Yurks. Uh-huh, maybe so, but what they looked like was a whole different thing. hork are big, walking razor blades. They're about seven feet tall, two arms, two legs, and a nasty spiked tail similar to Andalite tail's. There are sword-like blades raked forward from their snake heads There are blades at their elbows and wrists and knees I mean, let me put it this way If Klingons were real, they would be scared of the Hork-Bajir Get ready Jake again The Hork-Bajir stepped clear from the bugfighter Then he just stood there There will be a taxon inside Axe reminded us Yeah, we know, I said Why was the Hork-Bajir just standing there? He should be looking around. After all, he was answering a distress beacon. Why was he just standing there like he was waiting for something? On the count of three, Jake said in our heads. One, two, three! (laughs) Tobias swooped, falling from the sky at close to 100 miles an hour. He raked his talons forward and hit the Hork-Bajir's face. (laughs) Jake leapt from cover. He sailed through the air and hit the Horkbugier with paws outstretched, claws bared. The Horkbegier went down hard. Jake rolled away as the Horkbugier slashed the air like an out-of-control cuisine art. But just then, Rachel rumbled up, big as a tank. Okay, back off, Jake, Rachel said. I have him. She pressed one big tree-stump leg on the Horkbuggier's chest and pressed him down against the ground. She did not crush him, just held him like a bug who could easily be squashed. The Orc Bajir decided it was time to stop struggling and lie very still. Too easy, a part of my mind warned me. Too easy. No Orc Bajir controller had ever just given up like that. But I had other problems. My job was to get inside the bug fighter, Get the taxon pilot. Let's go! I yelled. I raced forward, loping clumsily on my squat gorilla legs. Swinging my massive, mighty gorilla arms. Cassie and Axe were right there with me. Taxons are disgusting, oversized centipedes, but I wasn't worried. We were more than enough to handle a taxon. But then... A brilliant red beam of light sliced the air, just inches in front of me. It blocked my way. Another beam of lining red light. This crossed behind me. It exploded gravel into steam as it traced a path. Dracon beams, Axe cried. I spun around, looking for cover. Look! Cassie screamed in our heads. Upon the edge of the quarry! I looked as the dracon beams formed a deadly cage of light around us. The edge of the quarry above us was lined with hork I looked left. More! To the right. More! The entire quarry was lined with Hork-Bajir warriors, each armed with a Dracon beam There must have been a hundred of them We were surrounded Completely surrounded Stay and morph Jake snapped Don't let them know we're human Let's charge them Rachel yelled No, you can't even climb up that rock face Don't be stupid Cassie called Tobias Tobias, you can get away I don't think so He said No headwind It would take me a couple of minutes to flap my way up out of here They'd fry me before I got clear The reality settled over us The despair What are we going to do? Cassie wailed There has to be a way out There has to be Rachel yelled Not this time I said grimly We were trapped Outnumbered Outsmarted Finished And that's when he came. He looked so much like Axe, so much like Prince Alfangor, and yet so totally different. The difference wasn't something you saw, it was something you felt. A shadow on your soul. A darkness that blotted out the light of the sun. Evil. Destruction. Not the impersonal, program-destructiveness of the ants. This was warm-blooded, deliberate evil. His body was an andalite. He was the only Andalite controller in existence, the only Yurk ever to infest an Andalite body, the only Yurk with an Andalite power to morph. Viser three, Viser three, who had murdered the Andalite Prince Alfangor while we cowered in terror, Viser three, who even the Hork-Bajir and Taxons feared. Well, well, he said, thought speaking to us, I have you at last, my brave Andalite bandits, fools. Did you think we never change our frequencies? Yerk, Axe said in a silent voice loaded with hatred. Visser 3's main eyes focused on Axe. A little one, he said, surprised. Are the Andalites now reduced to using their children to fight? Axe started to say something, but Jake snapped. Shut up, Axe. None of us communicates with him. Give him nothing. Axe fell silent. But he was practically vibrating with rage and hatred for the Yurk Visser. It wasn't surprising. Visser 3 had killed his brother. But Jake was right. We couldn't get into a conversation with Visser 3. The rest of us still wanted to hide the fact that we were humans, not analytes. We could too easily slip and reveal the truth. Visser 3 seemed to be enjoying his big moment. What a colorful assortment of morphs, he said. Earth has such wonderful animals, don't you agree? When we have enslaved the humans, and made this planet over in our image, we will have to be sure and keep some of these forms alive. It would be entertaining to try some of these morphs myself. None of us said anything. At least not anything that was human. Jake did snarl, drawing his tiger lip back over his teeth. Especially you, Mister 3 said to Jake. That is a beautiful, deadly animal. I approve. In fact, I was going to demand you demorph, but I have a better idea. You see, we have a guest aboard the mothership. It will be entertaining to show you to Vicer 1 as you are. I was sick with dread and fear, but not so afraid that I didn't notice the sneer in Viscer 3's tone when he said Viscer 1. Did you catch that? Jake asked me in the Thoughtspeak version of a whisper. Yeah, Visser 3 doesn't like Visser 1. Visor 3 must have given some signal, because at that moment his bladeship appeared overhead, shimmering into view as it decloaked. The blade ship is far larger than the bug fighters, and very different. It is jet black. It's built like some kind of battle axe from the Middle Ages, with two curved axe head wings and a long diamond pointed handle aimed forward. We're better off making a run for it. Rachel said It would be suicide I said As long as we're alive, there's hope Yeah, Booster Three is taking us to the Yurk mothership to show off to his boss Some hope But Rachel did nothing And I did nothing And we all just stood there Under the watchful eyes of a hundred Hork-Bajir They must have landed out of sight while we were busy watching the one bugfighter Axe had used the wrong frequency the Yurks had figured out we were laying a trap, and our trap had become Vizer Three's trap. Chapter 16 A couple of dozen of the Hork-Bajir leapt down from the high wall of the quarry and surrounded us. They kept their dracon beams leveled at us as the bladeship landed on the quarry floor. Go obey, For gosh there, hurlit! one of the Hork-Bajir said, in the strange mix of English and their own language that they use. He pointed to the bladeship. A door had opened in the side. I can't be in there, Rachel said. But as she approached the door, the door widened to her size. It stretched and grew as if the metal skin of the bladeship were alive. What a pathetic little crew we were, trooping inside the bladeship. Weak and pathetic and stupid to imagine we could ever have resisted the Yerks. Visser Three was right. We were fools. This wasn't even my fight, I thought. Not really. This wasn't my time to die I guess I wanted to feel angry But what I felt was numb as I trooped into the bladeship of the others You know, like I wasn't really there, almost I was past feeling anything, I guess I just kept thinking It's happening It's finally really happening The next day was Sunday My dad would go to my mom's grave Alone It would be a while before he would admit that I, too, was gone Just like when my mom died There would never be a body Just like my mom This is not looking good, I said I couldn't take the silence anymore No, it isn't, but we're not done yet Jake answered Yet? Why doesn't that make me happy? I asked I looked around at the others, all crammed into a windowless steel cube Black, dimly lit steel walls, on all six sides No door, it was like a coffin We look like some kind of circus, I said An elephant, a tiger, a gorilla, a wolf, and a freak of nature That got some half-hearted laughs from the others I don't know why I was making jokes I guess that's just the way I am When bad things happen, I tell jokes But inside I felt sick, like I had swallowed broken glass Maybe we should just demorph, Cassie said Maybe if they realize we aren't analytes, they'll let us all go She knew that was dumb, of course But when you're scared, you start grabbing at anything You want to believe there's a way out The truth was, there were exactly two possibilities Visser 3 would kill us Or viscer 3 would turn us into controllers He would infest us with a yerk We should stay in animal morph, Jake said I mean, the thing is, if Vister 3 learns we are human, he may go after our families next. He may figure we told them something. Prince Jake is right, Axe said. The Yurks will not want to take any chances that other humans know of them. It was true. I knew it was true. I guess I had known all along. But hearing it said, it made me want to crawl into a corner. My dad. Cassie's parents. Rachel's mom and her sisters. Jake's parents. Maybe even Jake's brother, Tom, although he was one of them. Their lives were at risk too. Suddenly, a window opened in one of the walls. It just grew the same way the door had before. Like the steel was alive. It formed a round porthole, large enough for all of us to see. Even Rachel, who could only turn her massive head enough to look with one eye. I gasped. Below us, blue and white and so beautiful it brought tears to your eyes. Was Earth. Sun sparkled off the ocean. Clouds swirled over the Gulf of Mexico. A big spiral. Maybe a hurricane. Look, Cassie said simply. We looked. Through the eyes of the animals of Earth, but with the minds of human beings, we looked down at our planet. Our planet. For now, at least. For a little while longer. Then something different came into view. As the bladeship rotated away from Earth This is why the Yerks opened a window, Axe said This is what they want us to see, so that we would despair The mothership It was a gigantic three-legged insect The center was a single bloated sphere The sphere was flatter at the bottom And from the bottom hung a weird, mismatched series of tendrils Like the tendrils of a jellyfish Each one must have been a quarter mile long Around the sphere were three legs, bent up Then back down Exactly like a spider's legs The legs are the engines Axe explained The tendrils hanging down below the belly Are weapons and sensors and energy collectors That is also where the shipboard Kondrona is The Yurks must bathe in the Yurk pool Every three days and absorb Kondrona rays There must be one on the planet below, too Yeah, we know I said Your brother told us For all the good it did us It just hung in orbit, like a predator gazing down hungrily at the blue Earth below. I can't believe people on Earth don't see this on radar, Rachel said. I mean, it's huge. It's a city. It is shielded, Axe said simply. It cannot be seen by radar, and it would normally be invisible to us. Visitor 3 is showing it to us, to terrify us. He's doing a good job, I said. I've never been to space before. Cassie said I always wished I could I always wanted to see Earth All in one piece like that It is a lovely planet Axe said gently Not so different from mine Except that we have less ocean and more grassland I... I am sorry I brought you all to this This is my fault I wanted to yell Yes, yes it is your fault But Cassie said what we knew in our hearts Axe You're only here because your people wanted to protect us. Your brother and a lot of Andalites died trying to save us. Nothing is your fault. It was true. But sometimes, when everything hits the fan, you don't want the truth. You just want someone to blame. One too many missions, I muttered. This was going to be my last one. Now, well, it will still be my last one. I could see an opening in the side of the Yurk mothership. A docking port. As I watched, a pair of quick bugfighters flew in, dwarfed by the size of the opening A minute later, we entered the docking port and were suddenly bathed in deep red light Through the window, we could see Yurk Crewmen, Hork-Bajir, Taxons, and two or three other alien species in simple red or dark brown uniforms And there were humans, too My first reaction was hope Humans! But then I realized the truth No, human controllers Yurks No different than the Hork-Bajir There was a slight shudder as the bladeship came to a halt Ux? Jake asked What's our morph time? We have been in morph for 40% of allowable time I did the math So we've used up 48 minutes Leaving what, 72 minutes? Yeah Tobias confirmed Not a lot of time for you guys Maybe Rachel is right Maybe we should just go out in a blaze of glory Attack as soon as they open the door. At least we can let them know we were here. I saw Jake extend his claws, as if he was thinking about using them. He glanced at where the door had once been, like he was measuring the distance. I knew that he was listening to the tiger in his head. Then he seemed to relax. No, he said. We have to have hope. Cassie sidled up next to him and nuzzled him with her wolf's muzzle. I guess it should have been funny. The wolf and the tiger, sharing a tender moment But all it did was make me a little jealous They had each other We gave them a pretty good fight, didn't we? I said Our little circus. We did some damage to them Yes, we did Rachel agreed Do? Axe hesitated, then Do humans fear death? Yes, we're not crazy about death I answered How about Andalites? We're also not crazy about it. Through the window, we could see a lot of Horkbegir and Taxons and humans running around, racing to get somewhere. They were lining up. And now, I noticed, there were distinct kinds of uniforms one red and black, the other golden black. The brown uniforms were all around the edges, like they were less important. Suddenly, without warning, the window stretched and opened into a large arched doorway. Fetid air rushed in. Smelling of oil and chemicals and something else Our ramp rose up from the steel floor outside to meet us We were standing like a display at the top of the ramp All around, filling this side of the docking bay Were uniformed hork taxons, and humans Most were in red and black Perhaps 200 creatures, standing in stiff rows, arranged by species About a quarter of the total were in gold and black There were more humans in this group But also some unusually massive hork Jake, I have a feeling. I don't think the Reds like the Golds. I think they are troops of two different Visors, Axe said. I. I think I overheard my brother talk about that. Each Visor has his own private army in their own uniforms. Swell. I wonder which group gets to have us, I said. Far at the back of the rows of alien troops, there was a movement a party of creatures walking to the front. Visor 3 was at the center. Followed by two big Hork-Bajir in red And just to his left was a human A human woman with dark hair and very dark eyes That was when I stopped breathing Because I knew Even before I could see her face clearly I knew They marched up to the bottom of the ramp A dozen soldiers leveled Jacon beams at us Just in case we wanted any trouble Then, in thought speak that all could hear Visser 3 turned to the woman beside him you see, Visser 1, I have taken the Andalite Bandits. The crisis is over. Your trip here is wasted, and you can return to the homeworld. Visser 1 nodded. She looked up at us with those dark brown human eyes. Eyes that I knew. Eyes that I remembered. The same eyes that watched me sleep every night from the framed picture beside my bed. My mother. Visser 1. Hello, Phanomorphs, and welcome to another episode of Audiomorphs, the Auditory Animorphs Experience. It's your host, Daniel. Uh, thanks for listening to another episode. I really have nothing else to say tonight. I'm kind of sleepy. I haven't been sleeping super great. Um, But if you liked what you heard, you can hear more at audiomorphs.podbean.com. Or search Audiomorphs on iTunes and give us a review and a rating. I should check to see if anyone's done that yet. I don't think they have. Anyway, if you'd like to reach me, you can do that at audiomorphscast.tumblr.com or audiomorphscast at gmail.com. Uh, we are almost done with book five. Uh, I think next week will will be it. So I will see you then. My name is Daniel and I believe one day the Andalites will come. Until then, we fight.